hey, Tuesday. It's glad to be sitting down finally doing some sports media this morning. Brown bag bets an hour late if we start at a half hour from now. Only a half hour late, really, if my math is correct. Um, but I had some golf stuff to do. Noops is out today. Matt Rooney joins me. We'll talk some bets in a few different sports. I've got some golf to start. He's got some baseball. The Euro semifinals are today, I think. I'm 90% sure. I almost I almost bet them yesterday. I thought they were yesterday. We have one semifinal day. And then Matt will regale you with some tales from the SEC. So sorry we're late. Thanks for joining if you did. If you are in the YouTube. Hit the thumbs up right away. I should never ask at the end of the show once everyone's leaving and um, has already left. I should ask. You have to hit thumbs up before I'll even give you any bets. Kind of hold you hostage. Matt, how are you doing today? I feel like you said I'm joining you today. You're actually joining me on a Tuesday. This is the, you're you're the you're kind of the odd man out on Tuesdays. <laughs> Usually you're not you, the one. I should have made you do the opening. I sh- yeah, to, it's, to it's, be, it's nice to have you. It's nice to have you on a Tuesday, Andy. It is cool to be out here on a Tuesday. And this is, yeah, uh, outside of these two shows, I don't have any meetings. It's going to be getting ready for more football stuff, doing some golf betting. I have my outright card, I think, ready at this point for the most part. I do have to look at matchups. But, the yeah, the, we'll start with the Rocket Mortgage up there in the Motown. Beautiful Detroit, which, again. It's beautiful. It's beautiful if you don't walk outside of a two-block radius of the stadiums. That part of Detroit yeah, was nice. Right. Driving to that part was a little scary. A lot of bars in the windows in the neighborhood. I think I took a wrong turn. I loved my time in Detroit. It really broke my brain that if you travel south, you're actually in Canada. That still doesn't sit well with me. But uh, It's wild. It is a golf course where even Matt Rooney could probably compete because there is really hard. It's really hard to get in trouble here. It's there's not water like we saw at the 3M. And if anyone who doesn't follow the golf stuff, you know, you think of like uh, what what tournament throughout the year has the most balls in the water. You probably picture the Island Green at Sawgrass. Actually, no. It is the 3M. The 3M is more water balls than any tournament on the calendar because there's a fucking lake in every hole. Not so at the Detroit Golf Club. It is very straightforward. It's old. It was built in the 1910s by a... Oh, God, no, I can't remember the architect. That's going to drive me nuts because he's very famous. But uh, it is an old course. It had some some refurbishing, but a lot of just north to south. Not, you know, it's, here's a straight hole stay out of the four-inch rough, and you should be putting for birdie if you have even an inkling of how to use your iron. So <clears throat> couple of, uh, a couple of – I'm going to give out a couple of my uh, outrights here. A short one and a real long one. Max Homa, I know when you win with a guy, you fall in love with him. It's just like anything else. Like I did have some Max Homa when he won earlier this year. Felt great. And, you know, it's not a guy I wasn't backing before that. I have always liked his game, but I liked how he handled it. I think he's a very level-headed guy, and I've seen um, what we need from a guy who to win this tournament, a guy who can get really streaky with the putter but has the rest of the game to get him there. Like, you know, he's a decent – he's a winner. He's won on tour a couple times in the last year, and he's a good enough ball striker to get a lot of birdie chances – He's not that long of a price. It's not that sexy. 25 to 1 is still nice. If it won, I wouldn't complain. But it is a course, too, that will give up some some high variance. So I want to talk about Mr. Streelman as well. 
I found a 115 to one on Kevin Streelman. Maybe not a guy you bet as much. He he played very well a couple weeks ago. He finished second at the Barbasol. So it wasn't wasn't the tour event that was happening over in Europe, but the Barbasol still had everybody else there and he played very well. And it's it's probably a good course comp despite not being anywhere near it in the country. It was an easy course that gave up a lot of opportunities. And it was a scoring system that was, you know, benefiting people who were aggressive. He's had some nice results. He's had uh, three straight weeks of 22nd or better earlier in the year at the players, Valspar and Valero. Misses cuts here and there, but he's a good enough player. Again, Honda top 20. He top set. He was seventh. He was seventh at the Wyndham, which is next week. So he has played well over the past year at some of these events. 115 to one's a little disrespectful for a guy who fit a few places that I modeled this week. So a short one and a long one. And this these don't start. You have lots of time. A lot of these bets we give you, it's like, hey, um, you know, this starts in 20 minutes. Sorry, guys, but this starts Thursday. You've got all kinds of time. That's what uh, you get from me being here on a Wednesday on a Tuesday. My one of my bets clock. doesn't even start till one of my bets doesn't start till the first week in September. Yeah, to be fair, we're, so giving, right you there with you. we're giving you some time today. Um, uh, looking at yesterday's baseball, Matthew, the yeah. Astros mm-hmm. lost as a big they did. favorite. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the money. I feel like there was a bunch of these. Uh, oh, Yan- you look at my parlay. I'm actually giving you a, a four-game parlay of all teams that lost yesterday. I know. I, was, I, was, I don't think I, – I, I was going to say, like, it. it's is it the bounce-back parlay? Because, yeah, the Dodgers were never in it. They lo- the, the the Nats were plus 260 on the money line to beat the Dodgers. Dodgers were never in it. The uh, Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a light favorite. Baltimore is kind of a truck anyway, but – yeah, the, uh, there was a couple of bigger money line favorites that never had. Milwaukee didn't score versus Colorado as a minus one eighty. So, what uh, is it? Is it bounce back time? Is that what we're doing? It's a little bit of a combination of I, I I see most of these teams not getting swept or losing a series against a bad team. Not that the Orioles are a good team; they're playing well. Um, that one is more of a pitching matchup, but a combination of I see these good teams bouncing back with I really like the pitching matchup. Uh, we can start with the Rays there. They're taking on uh, your Baltimore Orioles. Um, they got Shane McClanahan throwing today. He's one of – very good. If he's not the leading AL Cy Young candidate, he's one of two right now. Um, he's very good. He's got an ERA uh, close to 1.7, I think 1.74 at this point. I know Baltimore has been rolling. I know Tampa Bay has just kind of been not as rolling since the All-Star break. But ace on the mound against not really an ace on the mound, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back them, especially in a bounce-back spot. And then we're going to go to Houston. Uh, I, guess, I guess they're in Oakland, so we'll go to Oakland for Houston. Luis Garcia, not really an ace. Uh, they're probably actually going up against Oakland's ace and Frankie Montas, but Luis Garcia has been really good on the road this season. Uh, I've talked about him before. He's got like an ERA close to five at home and an ERA close to like 2.2 on the road. Uh, so he's, for whatever reason, just been a much better pitcher away from Houston. And that combined with, I, I think Houston has a bounce back effort tonight. I, I just I just don't see them losing a series against the Oakland Athletics, a team they're much better than. I, I don't mind backing that there. Same thing with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are playing a Nationals team that's one of the worst in baseball. They're rebuilding. Mitch White's been pretty solid for them in limited start, uh, starts this year. 
Uh, and I like them in a bounce back effort against the Nats. And then the Giants have Carlos Rodon on the mound, who's been uh, all star. He's one of the, I think he's top five in the uh, in Major League Baseball and, and strikeouts, top three in the NL in strikeouts. So he's the guy who's going to strike out a million batters. Diamondbacks have been playing a little bit better lately, uh, but I'm backing the, the pitching matchup there. I forgot. I, I want, want to say it's Tyler Gilbert. I've been blanking on the name of the D back starter, but he's, a, I was looking at the stats this morning. He's got an ERA in the mid fives. It's just a heavily skewed pitching matchup there. And I know the giants are struggling as of late, but again, that's kind of what aces are there for to, to break you out of slumps. So I like Carlos Rudon and the giants there. And that, that parlay pays out at plus four ten. It is Tyler um, Gilbert. I, see, I, I nailed. I got a great memory for these things. I thought it was that was it, but I didn't remember it off the top of my head. Um, and then I, I will have a White Sox Rockies bet. I know you said the Rockies shut out the Brewers last night. Uh, the White Sox have been hitting the long ball a little bit more regularly lately, not as much as teams and people might have expect them to to start. But going to Denver against the Rockies team that can obviously also hit, especially in that park. You have a pitching matchup that's probably going to be pretty susceptible to home run today. Michael Kopech has been uh, at a great start to the year. He, the arm's getting a little bit tired. The fastball velocity is down from about 97 to about 94 uh, regularly, and he's, in his last three or four starts, been pretty prone to the long ball. He hasn't been pitching badly, but when he gets beat, it's been going over the wall a lot. Uh, so I think that I expect that to kind of be dramatically affected in Coors Field. And same thing with the White Sox. They're going up against Herman Marquez, who's been pretty terrible on the year. He's got an ERA in the mid-fives. The White Sox don't hit right-handed pitching all that well, but they've gotten some some lefties back into the lineup over the last few weeks that should probably help balance that out a little bit. And I'm going to go with one of those lefties to hit a home run tonight in Yohan Moncada. He's been uh, he's slowly but surely starting to hit the ball a little better, getting healthy as the year goes on. He's starting to turn on balls a little bit more and going up against a right-hander who has been pretty bad struggling all season. I was going in between Moncada or Yasmani Grandal to go deep last night. I settled on Moncada because he was plus 390 instead of Grandal's plus 360. But Grandal's actually been hitting the ball pretty well as of late, too. He's got four hits in his last two games. So I, either one of those I like. But in that, I really like the over 10.5 with you know an offense clicking and, and a pitching matchup that favors the long ball. And then I'm going to roll the dice on a, on a lefty home run from the Sox tonight. Just need that barometric pressure to rip downwards up there, and we'll be fine. Ball will be flying. I think it is supposed to drop a little. We're sitting just above 30. So we just need some hot, hot conditions too. Let's get the ball moving. I don't know what the, I, I, don't know what the I don't know what the humidor does anymore. Not so sure that was a real thing. All right, a lot of baseball. Uh, Euros are back. England is my outright, and a lot of times I tell people like, "Oh, what should I do if I have an outright and they're playing?" And I think they should uh, just bet them again. I don't care. Like, don't don't pass up an edge. And in my case, um, it's more of not passing up an edge as I made a solemn promise to Brown Bag Bet listeners and Twitter followers that I would bet every single match in the Euros. You're so man, you forced to bet this, even though, man, the, the quarterfinals didn't go all that well. But England has yet to concede in the tournament. Their group play was immaculate. Their back line is electric. And they're very, very good. Yeah, the group the group play was crazy good. So England is maybe the best team in the world ever. So that would be awful nice if it turned out they were because they were my outright. Um, yeah, the England Spain Spain was the first goal that they gave up there. So that Gonzalez Riguez Rodriguez bet that was the one that they've given up. Group play they kept it clean. 
they were able to tie it up and win it in extra time against a good Spanish team. Like the Spanish team is probably better than what we're seeing in the Swedes. Swedes got a sweet draw with Belgium coming out of that group and having to face one of the lesser teams in the quarterfinals. Still took them forever to get that win. So I don't know that we see England giving one up here. I do think England wins in regulation. So England 2-0, which means they got to win before we blow the whistle for extra time and they got to keep us clean sheet. And it pays about 2-1. to one. Other books had this like 150, 160. I think I found some value over at Bovada. So plus 195 England to nil. This starts at three Eastern and it's coming home. It's coming, it's home. coming home. I was waiting for you to say that. I knew, you, know I knew you were going to throw that in there you at some that? point. It's I've, I've heard home. it a million times. It, it, it gets played on repeat every time there's a world soccer tournament. Everyone says, uh, I don't know all the words. England, da, 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 Keep going. Doing college great. football win totals. What the, I don't know what you gave out last week. Uh, we had Rico. Uh, last week I gave out. Well, there's 115 damn teams. So you have a there's lot a lot of teams. With. So I will certainly not be getting to all of them before the uh, before the regular season starts. Last week I gave out uh, Tennessee's over seven and a half and Utah's over nine. Also Utah to win the Pac-12 at plus 300. For whatever reason, they're like they're pretty. They're, I think USC is like plus one eighty to win the Pac twelve on FanDuel, and US or in, in, uh, Utah was plus three hundred. I thought that was a no brainer to grab Utah. There was some value. Um, but I know today I'm betting Utah to win it all to make the to make the championship to make the playoff. There, so it's are high on. They need some help. They need some help, but uh, that's a team that can add with, with how much returning help they have coming back with their coaching staff coming back with the Pac-12 being a little bit down. Like if USC is not who we think or how, not who we think, how the, the betting public thinks USC is going to be this year, there's a pretty good chance Utah goes like 11 and one. Um, and would they need help from the Pac-12 as a team named Utah to get into the college football playoff? Yeah. But like it's, we, we've seen crazier things. So they're a team that I think their, their win total on FanDuel is now down from nine to eight and a half. So if you like that, grab it even more. I really like that, that game total win total, excuse me. But I'm on to the SEC this week. Taking on a, or I guess I was with the SEC with Tennessee last week and tweeted about. I'm, I'm, I should have had a cowbell. I wish I had a cowbell. I don't. Uh, going with Mississippi State's over six and a half. I uh, was chatting about it with Dan actually before the show. There you go. That's basically a cowbell. Cowbell. They got a non-conference schedule early that uh, it sets up that they could very well be three and one headed into to conference. I guess LSU begins conference play because the SEC begins conference play earlier. But LSU is their third game of the season. After that, or after their fourth, they could very well end up three and one with the one loss being at LSU. But LSU is a team that they could go into Death Valley and, and very well beat. That's a, that's a team they've given problems to in the past. Brian Kelly kind of being new to the SEC, having a first-year player or first-year team. Think that could be a game that they could realistically win and possibly be four and zero headed into, I guess, not true conference play, but more of the traditional conference play. Um, I, I really, I, I like that they have uh, a lot, so many starters coming back. I guess not starters, but college football more so contributors coming back on both sides of the ball. Uh, their defense is going to be loaded. Their offense has Will Rogers coming back, who's a two-year starter, who's uh, kind of like Cam Rising. We talked about at Utah, a, a dark horse Heisman candidate. They're bringing back some receiving help. They did lose their uh, their Charles Cross was named the left tackle that got drafted, but they're bringing back some help on the the interior of the offensive line that should be strong. Essentially, I love how much help they're bringing back. How many 
players with experience that they're bringing back. And I think on a Mike Leach coach team, uh, I think they're due to win some toss-up games. And I think that's what they have down the schedule. Now, if if they could possibly steal one from the, the I think they play three in a row, uh, LSU, or not LSU, uh, Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, if they grab one of those, possibly. I know it's a long shot, I, I, but if they grab one of those, I think they'll be virtually locked to get the six and a half. But even if they don't, they have a lot of toss-ups. They could very well win. And I like their coaching staff. I like their quarterback coming back. And, and the fact they have so many contributors, I think, are three big factors in college football. So over six and a half. I know who Charles Cross was because I spent yeah. a better part of uh, a month just staring at mock drafts and looking at draft boards. That name rings a bell. I know Leach, but uh, you'll probably yeah, see like, Will Rogers on those mock drafts next year. Will Will Rogers, yeah, that's a name that rings a bell. I need to yeah. get a little deeper into college football because, boy, I and I've I've mentioned this many times. People who know me know Andy takes Saturdays off in the fall because I get so busy on Sundays, and then also I spend a lot of times on Wednesdays betting on college or NFL, and then I do those halftime shows, and the family gets mad at me for spending yeah, so much time I get gambling. It. gambling and watching football. Always gambling, Andy. So Saturdays are for the family. So I will just place whatever college bets, uh, smart people I listen to bet, and then check the accounts on Sunday morning, and hopefully I didn't piss too much away. Usually goes well early in the season. So, yeah, like Patrick said, I just tail 100% of my – I've never originated <laughs> – a college football play for the most part that I've had any confidence in just people who are watching the injuries and stuff closer than I, uh, Matt, Matt likes college. So maybe we'll even talk a little more college here this fall. And, uh, I winked. At That's the plan. I'll, I'll leave you guys with that. So again, if you haven't already hit the thumbs up, if you're not subscribed, subscribe, I'm dangerously close to getting to 2000 subs on the YouTube, which would be a nice little, uh, Nice little spot to be before we head into football season. Uh, follow Matt on Twitter, mrooney23. If you like people bitching about Chicago teams and putting out some prize picks plays once in a while, and uh, yes, follow about it. Andy MSMW. Like that's just a great Twitter follow, guys. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, I'll see you Wednesday. Noops will be back tomorrow, and we'll catch you for it. <laughs>